Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing video games, sim racing and racing esports. I'm Tom and following Cooper Webster on the last episode we're once again joined by a real world motorsport star. This time it's seven time Supercross champion Jeremy McGrath. For those who aren't aware he's an icon of the dirt bike sport which is based in the US earning the title of the King of Supercross. He's also had several video games in his own name in the past, and this year he is within the recently released Monster Energy Supercross 6 game which is on PC, Xbox and PlayStation, developed by Milestone. So we discussed his career, his legacy, what he thinks of the modern day real world sport, and also what it's like to be in a video game. Don't worry, you don't have to be a Supercross fan either to get something from this interview, you'll hear he's quite approachable and beguiling. So, here's Jeremy McGrath on the Traction.gg podcast. So, Jeremy McGrath, pleasure to speak to you. How are you doing today and where are you speaking to us from? What's happening, Tom? Uh, it's good to meet you. Good good to speak with you. Thank you. I'm over here in California, actually, where it's been pretty rainy. So we're getting a pretty crazy winter and this morning it's raining. So, yeah, perfect morning for a Zoom. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, keeps you indoors, I guess. I mean, when I was speaking to someone from California, I wouldn't expect their weather to match what I've got in Northern England. But anyway, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I think so, we're, our, our weather's probably similar today. So, Right, yeah. I still I still think it'll be a bit warmer there. I digress. We should talk about Supercross, probably. So, um, listen, cards on the table. I'm not a Supercross expert, but I'm obviously well aware of your name as a video game journalist. I know you've been involved in and had... Uh, you know, eponymous video games in the past. And it, you're recently in Monster Energy Supercross 6 as well. So I understand that you're a seven-time champion and like the leading light of the scene. And I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times already in your life and career. But for those who might not know, who have just got into our uh, the video, recent video game and listened to our video game-related podcast, you know, how did you get into Supercross professional? You know, it's funny. I, when I was a little kid, I raced bicycles like BMX. Right, yeah. And uh, when I was very little, before I ever raced BMX, my dad and my mom, for that matter, both rode motocross like as a hobby. Right. So it just kind of stuck around. And, and my, you know, my mom didn't really want me to race dirt bikes for a long time. So I raced BMX for a long time. And then probably when I was about, I don't know, nine or 10, I started bugging her, just bugging her more and more and more. And then uh, finally at age 14, I got to start racing, which was kind of late really for having the career that I did. Mm. Uh, so yeah, really it's just started out as weekends at, at a riding spot when I grew up and, and, uh, turned into a, a motocross career. And a, a very successful one at that too. So, so taking it from those early stages, how'd you go from that to becoming a champion? I know that's such a b big question, right? With so many, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, things, well, but. it's, uh, I don't know. I look back at that now and the, the, the learning curve on this thing was crazy steep. Right. Right. But I think that, uh, I think I got lucky in the way that the, the generation of riders that were riding at the time, um, you know, this set of skills that I learned from BMX racing where you kind of stay low and you want to get back to the ground as fast as you can. So you can pedal that really kind of hadn't taken over in supercross and motocross yet. And, uh, when I came in, it was kind of, kind of ripe for the change. And I brought a new style to the, to the supercross racing, uh, part of it. Yeah. And I was able to stay lower. And so I was able to make a bunch of time and it just kind of automatically turned into lap times, you know, faster lap times and, uh, just gaining confidence and gaining confidence. And then I got the opportunity to ride for team Honda when I was a kid. And, uh, it was really just a lucky break. Uh, they had seen me ride supercross, but I really wasn't that good at motocross yet. 
Right. So they took a chance on me. And then, um, you know, two years later or a year later, I was winning Supercross, winning every race. So uh, it was kind of a wild start to my career. It wasn't the traditional style start. Right. Um, but, you know, I think that was one of the reasons I, I was able to race a lot longer because I was fresh. I just started when I was older instead of young. And uh, back then, a lot of guys retired from the sport, maybe 26, 27 years old. You're kind of like an old guy at that point, wow. uh, which seems a little weird for today's standards. Yeah, um, I raced until I was 30 and was I won my last championship at 29, I think. So, hmm. you know, it was a sort of a different, you know, different route that I took and it worked out good. I was able to race longer, which what which is what guys do today. Yeah. Uh, so it was a non-traditional start, but, um, you know, I was just fresh and full of energy and ready to learn. And I was just kind of learning all the way through, you know, I was still learning how to ride motocross probably three years into my professional career. Motocross is a whole different animal than supercross. Uh, I just kind of had this thing for supercross. So I was good at it. Nice. Yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, just to pick up on the, the style that you mentioned, keeping low and taking that from BMX to the motorcycles. Uh, am I correct in saying that you're a sort of accredited with creating a move in the air you know I, t today in today's standards we have the scrub right we have the bubba scrub yeah. where you just stay super low um I, I think my version was a different version obviously not as evolved as what is happening out there today and not certainly not as good but it was kind of the start of that revolution you know um yeah. when i was starting to join in with some of my heroes they were really jumping really high i don't know if they just didn't know or they just weren't keen on how to figure out how to stay lower and i think that was what the bmx kind of skills brought me um, with this kind of technique but it's uh it's evolved into something totally different today um i'm accredited with doing the knack knack which is a jump that uh, more of a stylish move from from back then when i was ah, winning races and i was trying to do that i took that from bmx too and i was just trying to be different you know um, there was of course there was the one-handers the no-handers there was the whip and mm. there was a lot of stuff back then but the knack knack was kind of unheard of so again i was just trying to separate myself trying to be different i don't know i wouldn't consider myself a follower i try to be different all the time even whether it's detrimental or not so um it's kind of funny how that works but anyways uh yeah i just uh was constantly trying to evolve and just be different and and uh here we are yeah well, speaking of evolving, where do you think Supercross is at right now? You know, 2023, are you still enjoying watching it? Oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I think Supercross is in a it's in a really good state right now. I think uh, the guys have been battling each week have been really fun to watch. Some years are not so fun, but this year seems to be uh, really competitive. There's a lot of guys out there that are going fast, and they're all making mistakes, which is another thing that's kind of unheard of, really. They don't really make mistakes a lot, but this year has been a, hmm. full of them with Sexton and Tomac and Anderson and I mean, it's been really, really fun to watch. And, you know, Barsha's kind of coming on strong here the last couple of weeks. It's, it's been uh rocks. And also it's, it's been really fun to watch. I'm a huge fan still. Oh, that's, that's, that's great to hear. You mentioned a few names there. Any particular tips for the 450SX title this season? Uh, you know, I, I always watch your question and I can be critical. Of course, I think, you know, Sexton, it was nice to see him get a win because he's been, it's been frustrating to watch, but I can't imagine being him. So uh, it was nice to see him getting a win. Uh, strange in strange last few weeks, really, with Eli, mm. um, especially two weeks ago with the seventh. It was not not really up to par for his his status of a rider. But um, again, great for us. Uh, Cooper Webb's been coming on strong. Um, I don't know. Just keep doing what they're doing because we're having a good time watching it. 
It's Tom here to interrupt this episode, which I hope you're enjoying, to say if you'd like to support the show, we have some affiliate links in the podcast description. We have them for Buzzsprout if you decide to create your own podcast, or sim racing and gaming equipment companies like Fanatec, Track Racer, and Moza. It doesn't change the buying experience for you at all, but if you click the link and decide to purchase something, we may earn a commission that helps us to keep going with the podcast. That's it for now. Thank you very much. Back to the interview. Yeah, when there's like mistakes creeping and you've got a few riders right at the pinnacle, it keeps the championship title close, right? And you want to be in suspense until the end of the season. So let's hope that uh, continues. And speaking of the end of the season, am I correct in saying that this is the first year of Super Motocross where you've got Supercross happening, you've got then Motocross happening, and at the end of the year, will there be some sort of shootout? Are you excited to see how that's going to play out? Yeah, it's the first year of, uh, they're calling it the Super Motocross Series, where they have combined points between the Supercross and the Motocross, and then they have some three, I think three maybe championship rounds at the end. Maybe they're super, super cross one at the LA Coliseum, which is a pretty famous venue for us out here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, when the season started, Eli Tomac wasn't going to race motocross. He was just going to race supercross. But I think with that carrot hanging out there in front of those guys, (laughs) a lot of money, they probably changed their tune a little bit and wanted to race things together. So, uh, especially a guy like him who can win it. Um, it, you know, he's, he's sort of toying with the idea of retirement, I think at the time. So what better way to go out than with a bang like that? So I think it's going to be cool. It's something different. I think there's a big payout, which is pretty, pretty important for these guys. Yeah. I mean, they have other options. So they're, the series are trying to keep up with, with each other and, and right. push, so, um, you know, stuff always gets better when you have another competitor. So that's good. Certainly does. Uh, this might be, I'm going to throw you a curveball now. This might be a bit of a tricky question. Obviously seven time main game champion, is there one in particular that stands out as your most hardest fault? They're all obviously really difficult to get, but is there one in particular that you think, oh, that w- that was really, I'm super proud of that one? Well, I think your rookie, I mean, your 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 maiden championship, right? Your first one's always the toughest one. You, you know, it's a dream when you're a kid, you just go like, this is never going to happen. How is this going to happen? And then finally it starts to happen. And then when you win your championship, you're like, wow, this is the dream that I always dreamed of. So I think the first one always really stands out, of course, you know, and you'd like to say the last championship stands out, right? But you just never know it's going to be your last championship. You're like, oh, I got cruise control. I'm winning all these championships. And then someone comes along like Carmichael and you're like, what? So um, anyways, it's, it's kind of, you know, the changing of the guards always a little bit rough, but I was lucky in, in the way that I was competitive for 10 seasons and won seven championships, got second twice, 97 and 2001. In 2002, I got third and then I retired. So, yeah, uh, yeah, not so bad. I'm not complaining. I was, uh, I think, growing up in the 90s, being a pro athlete in the 90s was pretty damn fun. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. And like you say there, retiring on a high third is not a championship. It's still an amazingly strong result. And you got to leave on your own terms when you're at the top, right? It's, yeah, it's I don't know if it was on my own terms. Carmichael started beating me pretty bad, so I was like... Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it was great while it lasted, for sure. And I'm a huge fan of RC, so I got to give him a little shit, you know? Pretty nice. Funny. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's let's uh, move on from the real world to the virtual world, uh, briefly, if we could. So, your Monster Energy Supercross 6 is the official game of Supercross. It recently came out on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. And uh, for those listening, we've got a full video and written review on the website. But you're in this game, and not just as a voice, but you're actually also modelled in the game. So so firstly, uh, how did that deal come about where you started working with the developers, uh, Milestone? Yeah, you know, I think it, it was being talked about for a while. 
obviously they were trying to probably find a find a fit for me um you know in the past i've had games and been the rider of, of choice you know people could pick me yeah. and be the rider and stuff um in this case it's kind of cool you know it's a unique position i'm an ambassador obviously i'm a coach and guys that are playing the game can lean on that position um so yeah we, we just started talking about it and feld was really stoked to have me in the game so i was thankful for monster and and supercross on that um and we had a fun time we went down to the studio and it was you know, it was four or five hours of just doing some studio work and voiceover stuff. And uh, I had done it years ago in a sort of in a cartoon. I was in a cartoon one time, just an animated. So I got to do some voiceover stuff years ago and it was really fun. We all kind of got on a call. I was in a voice studio, went over some lines and it was, you know, four or five hours later, we had some some pretty cool stuff. So it seems a bit funny when you're doing that and there's nothing to watch and nothing to see and all the stuff. But once the now that the game's out, it's it's cool. And um, what do you think of your representation? Do you think it looks looks like you? You happy with it? Yeah, I think it's good. It's a skinnier version, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually got a, a long history with video gaming. Actually, if you go back, there was uh, three titles in your own name. Then there was one co-titled with Pastrana, and then you had the the truck game as well. So, so just what is what is it about gaming that uh, wants you to get involved? Well, I used to play a lot more games when I was younger, when I had a little more yeah. time. I didn't have kids and stuff like that. So um, back then I was, uh, uh, you know, I was the early stages of video games, I would say, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, always yeah. been like when I was younger racing motocross when I was a little kid, um, man, I used to play Excite Bike a lot. So like the original game. game and me and my buddies would get in there for hours and just play that game. So um, it was a natural progression, obviously and just trying to uh you know stick with the times right stuff was changing obviously you're no longer in the blocks and the little jumps and creating that kind of thing and then as the tracks and the graphics and the you know the stuff changed and got so much better um i mean naturally i was winning i was winning in the sport so it just made sense so uh i think back in the day it was a claim maybe the was a company that yeah. came out first first game so um yeah we had a good time again i was still racing a lot and not playing video games that much at that time but it's so cool and then i suppose final question about the gaming side uh do you think having an official game like supercross 6 helps grow supercross in general helps the scene uh, perhaps brings in a new audience because i know certainly from my own experience when the first i played everyone that's come out from the first one that was released several years ago that opened my eyes to this sport of supercross, which being in the UK, I'd actually never really heard of. Right, right. No, I think it. I think it certainly does, especially with the little kids, uh, and of course, people that aren't over in the US and watching supercross right. TV or whatever. I know you guys can get TV in the UK and stuff like that, but at the same time, uh, you kind of learned supercross backwards, right? You learned it from video yeah. game and got, got into watching it on TV, I'm sure, or seeing events. But I, I think, yeah, I think it's. You know, for the overall growth, um, people that aren't riding dirt bikes or don't even have access to dirt bikes kind of get to experience a little bit of what we got going on. And if it gets someone to watch a little bit of TV, then, uh, you know, we've kind of accomplished what we're going for. Right. We think we're all trying to grow the sport of Supercross for the greater good. You know, anyway, I can obviously help. And, and I, I mean, it's still flattering just being in the game, you know, so I'm stoked about that. Nice. And I suppose I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time, but it's been a pleasure so far. But what are your uh, plans for the rest of the year? What, what's your main interest or work that you do now that obviously you're retired from Supercross, you're in the game? What else are you working on? I actually uh, am still involved in the sport quite a lot. 
I uh, am, a, am a, an ambassador for Kawasaki, obviously Monster 2. Awesome. So mm-hmm. I do different events, still ride my dirt bike, have some dirt bike races coming up in June. Um, still a couple Supercrosses to go to. So we're going to go to Nashville Supercross and then Salt Lake Supercross, which is the final. Mm. So uh, Supercross season, I stay plenty busy. Um, when the summer comes and my kids get out of school is when we start doing other stuff. So I'm pretty involved in moto right now. Um, and just doing different things involved with moto, whether it's photo shoots or events, signings, uh, different off-road events. I just, uh, I find I have plenty to do, so that's good. And, uh, the sport is healthy, so they're keeping me busy. Fantastic. Well, the King of Supercross, thank you very much for your time and, uh, good luck with your ambassadorial work and your family and enjoying the rest of the season. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Tom. Good chatting with you, of course. And I hope to see you at a race sometime. Thank you, Jeremy, there, and for the team behind the scenes who made that happen. It was a truly an honour to speak to such a, oh, and I'm going to say it, legend, I know it's overused, but seven-time Supercross champion, king of Supercross. It doesn't get any better than that. So, I hope you've learned something about Supercross, or if you're a Supercross fan, I'm sorry for a lack of technical questions there, but also we were trying to discuss what it's like to be in a video game as well. And as I mentioned right at the top, Monster Energy Supercross 6 is available now, and we have a video review of that game on the Traction.gg YouTube channel, so please do hunt that down. Or also, you can read the review on the Traction.gg website, which we update as soon as there is motorcycle gaming news, reviews, and opinions available. Thanks again for listening. Really appreciate it. Please do follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice. We'll be back very soon with another episode. Keep it pinned.